They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard I never took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns Bumps and bruises I live, I learn I'm from that city Full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers It's hard to get a start In these parts without paper Homie, I grew up in hell A block away from heaven Yo, what's up? This is Gary A. Swaby And you're now listening to The Powercast And we will be recapping Power Book 2 Episode 5 The Gift of the Magi Or Maggie I don't know but, Magi. Yeah. Magi. Magi. There you go. The American taught me English just then. So, <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. So, yeah, um, we we are here, of course, to recap power. I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. Uh, what's up, listeners and viewers? Indeed, indeed. And also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How, how are you doing, Dana? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about this season finale. It really felt like it just started, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, it feels like that. Sheesh. Yeah, so so this is the mid-season finale. Ah, um, mid-season. And, and, yeah, the show will be back in December. Um, yep. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, um, I don't, I don't want to... I've been reading the feedback and everything. We're fully aware you know we're not going to play any clips at the start so don't worry about that and um and also we are going to try and make this a lot shorter um i mean we we we're very passionate about this show i just want to say that so sometimes you know we theorize a lot and we go back and forth with the you know discussion about the storytelling the writing and everything but we'll you know and th- this is a mid-season finale as well so there's a lot to talk about we're going to try to make it shorter for you guys but you know we we might have to go deep at certain points so i just want to make that clear first of all and i also want to open this up by giving a shout outs to mr richard bailey jr and dana abercrombie and adam vale because they just launched a new podcast which is you know also talking about a popular tv show the walking dead um and that show is called i am negan so if you guys are into that show then definitely take the time to go check out i am negan it's on the uh, the YouTube right now, and it's on Spotify. Uh, you can find all the links on thecoalition.com. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, any words from yeah. you guys before we get into power? Oh, no. I, I just want to say, yes, thanks for the shout-out. And for those interested in that show, definitely check out the podcast. We had a lot of fun talking about the... The Walking Dead, we're also covering World Beyond, which is premiering tonight on AMC, and we're also going to be talking about Fear of the Walking Dead, which returns next week. So yeah, if you're into the Walking Dead stuff, definitely check out the show and let us know what you think. Indeed. And you know, now that there's a mid-season cut of power, this is like the perfect time to kind of get into, you know, other shows and stuff. So definitely check that out if you are into The Walking Dead. So. Uh, but yeah, so let's get right into you know this episode. Um, so I just want to you know I want to start out talking about the teachers because you know we we 
we, we always need to get them out the way, right? Because, uh, yeah, so f- before we get into, you know, Jabari and Carrie and what, you know, what they got up to this episode, I just want to start out with this little dialogue about Jabari. Um, so throughout this episode, um, like as someone who, who, who writes and who has been writing like two books over the past few months, um, like I really started to like Jabari in this episode. Like I, I, I identified with his character. I, you know, I identified with what he was going through, struggling to, you know, write his book and arguing with his agent and all these different things. Like they were doing a great job, like showing the life of like a pro black writer, like and the struggles he's facing and everything. Um, and then, you know, at the end, everything changed. When, when I saw this guy plagiarizing Tariq's work. So in, in that moment, all of the, you know, built up feelings I had for the character, all of the, the, you know, the like that I was developing for him just went away, just went out the window in that moment. And um, that's both good, a, a good and a bad thing. Um, I mean, it's a good thing from the perspective of the writers of the show, because they they were able to you know build up that emotion and make you know make you have some sort of reaction to the character and his actions and that's a good thing that's what the show is supposed to do but bad thing just because you know i i thought you know what this guy is actually pretty cool but then he turned out not to be so uh so yeah you know i just wanted to point that out and you guys can you know touch on that too um if you want to, but uh, so so, what did you think of you know Jabari's whole writer stuff, and then him eventually uh, plagiarizing from Tariq, and how far do you think this is going to get? You know, with him taking Tariq's work and making it his own. Um, I'll go with you first, Tana. Well, I really, it, I understood what was I liked that. Even though I feel that the, the teacher's storylines are someone that I really don't care about, I appreciate well, we still have to stick with it. So I appreciate what they did with showing the struggle of being a black writer who's not writing for something that's essentially, you know, that's um, it's going to be uh, contemporary and, you know, one of those things is a popular type of genre. And I appreciate the scene where he, when he was with his, I'm going to assume, editor, and he was saying, look, I got on a lot of white clients now. I'm, I've made it. Um, these are the kind of books that we are selling and you can't come in, you know, with your – he basically said you can't come in with your black book and your black issues and think it's going to sell. And that I felt was just a really great telling of what's going on in the whole book industry right now that it's much harder for African-American writers to sell especially also in terms of getting paid. So that I thought they did very well. And I understand and I I've really felt that he was going through the whole writer's block situation. And he talked about him trying to live up to the, su- the success of his first book, where he said it made people cry. And he just couldn't do it. Uh, the fact that he would end up plagiarizing a student's work, that was like, whoa. You know, I did not exactly see that coming, especially if you listen 
through his whole speeches throughout the the episodes about you know what it means to be a strong black man and mm-hmm. what it's you know to have integrity and to have pride and to show up on time and to be early and to you know to do your work and stay driven and focus and then to see at the end where he just kind of like crumbles and was like here's the the, the kids uh paper and he's going to just plagiarize it i wonder um how it's going to play out later on in the sense of we have a lot of different technology now where they run through a whole plagiarism there's like an app or some type of system where you can run through someone's work to see if it was plagiarized so i wonder how that's going to be i wonder also if Tariq is even going to like fight it and go against it or not say anything because that would just bring on more attention to him and it might shed light into what he's doing. I don't know at this point. But I thought that whole storyline part was not bad. A bit shocking, but I liked it. That yeah, that like that actually was good. The whole like that whole arc was done very well, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So I give them kudos to that. But Rich, what what do you think of Jabari plagiarizing? Well, I certainly agree with uh, pretty much everything that both you and Dana had to say. Uh, I do think that them telling this story, very, very well done. Um, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Courtney Kemp has also, ha- she, a- as, as a writer and producer and a show creator, I'm pretty sure she has gone through some struggles as well in stuff that she's done previously before she had the success of of making power into what it is right now So I'm glad they were able to Give the viewers an idea Of some of the struggles someone would go through As for him plagiarizing I personally thought that That was An excellent move because I mean the, the whole point is that You know I, I know there are a lot of people that watch this show um, Well From what I understand and I'll get into this A little bit more later But I love the fact that they are writing this show for the people that dislike Tariq and for the people that like Tariq. Because now they're giving you a reason to root for Tariq uh, because of the people he has to deal with and the people that are out for him. And then on the on the same to- token of that, the people who actually don't like the Tariq character because he still they still are not over what happened with him and Ghost... Uh, they also will now be watching with excitement to see, well, how is he going to get taken down? So I just want to point that out in terms of the writing for the episode. I like how they are writing the show now because it's designed for people who not only like Tariq, but also those that dislike the character and they want to see him go down. So that's great. Um, But yeah, as for Jabari, we'll see what happens with the character, but I like the fact that they made a use of the character because up to this point, he was just harsh on Tariq about making sure he gets his work done. And he says all this stuff to him about, oh, you have to be accountable for your actions, all this other stuff. That's why I laugh when I saw him take this route, because that is exactly what I think some people would do, is that they're preaching to the choir to tell someone, oh, you have to be a great person. You have to do this. And then they turn around and do dirty stuff. So I think that was excellent to put that in there. But yeah, we'll see what happens from here. But in terms of how far it can go, we'll have to see. You know, I guess once he gets his book book approved, if Tariq is able to find a uh, draft of it, because I don't know how fast the book would get done and completed and stuff like that. I mean, we'll have to just wait and see. But yeah, so far, I have no complaints about how they handled this. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I want to see how far this goes. And um, just given how they're writing to recap the moment and making him calculating, I think he's going to find out about this and probably try to use it against Jabari in some way. Because, um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, the game is really about power at this moment, I think, like, because the way Tariq is just leveraging everything. Um, I think, you know, he is. He is full well gonna find find out and try to use this in some way. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. Um, so speaking of Jabari, there was also a moment in this episode where it seemed like things were beginning to become okay with him and Carrie. Like they were <laughs> they were playing nice, and you know, it seemed like hey, like, these guys, they might just get together and be a couple, like, because why not, right? If they got all these pent-up feelings, surely you guys can just work things out and, you know, just be be cool. But, um, you know, before we got to really see that play out, there was actually a, a moment where, you know, Carrie is kind of um, intercepted by, by Zeke, you know, the basketball <laughs> player. <laughs> so you know he kind of walks in the the bar or wherever she was the cafe or wherever it was and you know they start talking they hit it off um Jabari's calling her and she's not taking the call and and then you know a moment that Richard has kind of alluded to or speculated about before happens yep. where you know um Carrie gets with Zeke basically so, Rich, I, I want to ask you, now that you've seen this this fully happen now, and you called it a while ago, what did you think of that scene? Well, uh, it, I figure, you know, they, in my mind, they had to take this approach because you have this situation where she's involved with Jabari, and we know that Jabari messed around with his uh, graduate student uh, not too long ago. So she always was judging him and then also was also angry at the fact that he was messing around with students who he's actually uh, taught. So for her to now be the one that also takes this dramatic turn and is and of course has this, uh, you know, fling with Zeke. We'll see where that goes from here, whether or not that continues. You know, she was hesitant at first, but she still continued to go through with it. So. To see that happen with the character, it, it 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 makes the character even more even more vulnerable now, because she's messed around with the student. The only difference is, I guess you could say, Jabari messed around with the graduate student, but you're messing around with a student that is still actively at the school. This is just as bad. So both her and Jabari could be in trouble later, uh, because of what they have done. If anyone was to find out, but uh, I I I was. I was a little entertained to see that Zeke was the one because I know that he tried to talk game to her a couple episodes ago and got shot down, obviously. So to see that he was able to intercept now and and, and make something happen, that was pretty funny for me. Because, you know, he gave her the whole spiel talking about, you know, oh, yeah, my dad's not around and I live with my... uh, my you know I, I, with my aunt now you know that that she's she's the one that's in my life my mom is i don't really talk with my mom all the stuff that you could say to try to get some sympathy for you know someone so that was funny but uh yeah to see carrie take this turn uh it's unfortunate but i think it was coming uh only because we've already seen jabari 
take the turn and messing around with a grad student. So they truly are a hundred percent right for each other, in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, and um, I mean, I, I don't know what it was that made her, you know, go along with that because it's like she was upset when Jabari did it with a grad student, and then she goes and one ups him and does something even worse, you know, by sleeping with someone who's currently a student and mm -hmm. you know like so was this her way of getting back at him or like I, I don't understand her you know her thought process there but um maybe she was just acting on impulse but Dana what, what do you make of it I was not a fan of this. Maybe it's just me. I find, I find student teacher relationships to be very cliche and corny. Um, I didn't feel that it was driving the story at all. I don't know if it was like, oh, let me get back at him, or I'm just hap happened to be in my emotions and feelings, and he's just right there. Yep. And he has a ding dong. So <laughs> I don't know what her motives are. I kind of overall in general, I feel like her character is just not well fleshed out. I don't know what she wants. I don't know what her end game is. So yeah. to me, it was just, oh, yep, Richard predicted this. Let me finish up that scene. What's next? <laughs> yeah. And, and you make a great point, Dana, about her character not feeling fleshed out because. Because this, this is like a trope in writing where it's like if you have a female character and all she's about is kind of, you know, being in, in a romantic situation or having sex with someone and stuff like that. Like it begins to dilute the character because she should be about more than that. She should have bigger goals than just that. But mm -hmm. it seems like she's basically just there for that role. I and she needs a hobby. Uh... I, I want to make a, a quick comment here. I, hopefully, hopefully, I didn't cut you or Dana off. No, we'll no. get into we'll, we'll get into that later. But it's funny you mentioned that because that was pretty much the exact conversation that Monet had with Diana at the start of this episode. Mm -hmm. How the woman the woman should take control and use the guy for whatever they need to get out of him, and then continue to seek something higher than just being someone trying to sleep with somebody. So we'll get into that later. But continue, yeah. No, that that was a very good parallel right there to draw. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, you, you you made an excellent point. Um, and yeah, like, cause, cause, like I said earlier, it's like there was a moment in this episode where it, it seemed like everything was okay with Jabari and and Carrie, and they could just completely get together and be an item. Um, I'm sure you know it wouldn't be that much of a problem for two teachers to have a relationship as long as they keep you know their personal stuff out of you know the school because i've i've actually been at school where there were two people who you know two teachers who were in a relationship but um but you wouldn't know because they you know they kept they kept it out of school kind of they kept their relationship out of the school um and you know they were just always professional at school so if they play it like that then it's completely fine like and and you know it seemed like they were just they were going to be okay in this episode but they just kind of had to, you know, throw in something quickly to make sure that the tension was still on, on, ongoing or something. Um, so, yeah, it just, it just feels very forced. And I don't know what, you know, what uh, either of these people want at this point. Um, I mean, we know they, they gave Jabari something else to do because he's got his book thing going on. So that's something separate that he's doing. 
but what about Carrie? You know, it seems like she's just there to have sex basically with people. So that's a yeah. that's a very that's a very good point. Uh, I, the both of y'all made good points. Ho- hopefully, we will get more answers on that. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, that that's exactly what you you just said it perfect, Gary. They gave Jabari something else to do, and again, they also connected it back to Tariq because the whole question we had is. Why are these characters so important to Tariq? So now we know Jabari definitely going to be an important character to Tariq moving forward. Uh, so we'll see what they do with Carrie. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe, you know, there's still time because there's going to be more episodes. So maybe they'll delve deeper with that character. But we'll just have to see. Uh, we do have a, a slight echo there. So I don't know if maybe you can turn the volume down and it might be a little better. I don't know. But um, yeah, that sounds a lot better. Okay, so um, man, there's so much to get to in this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, man, oh man, where do I go next? Okay, um, so there are some like very juicy parts that I kind of want to save for later. Okay. So let me get right to to uh, to this scene, right? Or should I? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Um, okay, yeah, we we can get there because you know, um, it's it's all linked anyway. It don't matter. But okay, so there's a scene in this episode, right? Where you know, of course, Tamika. You know, we saw from last week, Tamika is supposed to um, testify. You know, before the judge because she was served those papers or whatever um, from. From Davis McLean Um, And throughout the whole episode You know they're going back and forth You know Sax, Tariq, Tasha They're trying to get Tamika Not to you know um, Testify and You know because she knows She she can put um, She can like you know with the information she has It will basically be revealed That Sax you know was at truth And you know if if that's revealed uh, Then you know they have to reveal That uh, you know, Tariq was the one who saw him there and everything like that, and then that kind of leads to the truth, right? So, so they don't want her to, you know, testify basically. And, um, it, we end up seeing a scene where Sax, you know, talks to Tariq, he tells him the situation, and then, you know, um, Tariq talks to his mother, and, you know, she, um, at first, she's reluctant, you know, but then eventually, you know, when the pressure is on and, and McLean is, you know, standing, standing his ground and saying that we are going to have Tamika testify, Tasha encourages Tariq to do something about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we see Tariq go to Tamika's place and he has a gun. So this is what I want to get to, right? What was Tariq gonna do? What would have happened if if things went through and Davis McLean didn't show up? Was Tariq really gonna go through that? Like, was he was he gonna go through with the action of what we think he was gonna do? <laughs> go ahead, Dana. Well, in you remember when he was inside of the house, right? And remember, he distracted her with "I need I need a cup of water. I'm thirsty. I'm mm-hmm. parched." And she went to go turn her back to give him the glass of water. That's when he pulled out the gun to place it inside of his jacket. I think it was his jacket pocket. Yeah. And then she came back and was like, no, I'm not thirsty. I'm good. 
and she you know kept talking about the case and what she was not going to do and that she was going to still continue to testify and he was kind of fiddling with his gun to kind of indicate that yes he was going he was there to threaten her i'm not going to fully hope not to kill her because that would be stupid on his end but to threaten her that would be stupid too but still he was there to kind of force her to not testify and it just so happened that mclean was there he he ended up coming in and that changed you know the the motive of him visiting her but i felt that he had every intention because remember they showed him taking out the gun he's fiddling with the gun he did the whole distraction part so he was prepared for it now whether or not it would pull off that's another thing i would have loved to see because remember him being able to kill his father okay but is he able to kill again and Remember, he's hurt. already killed twice already. Well, he's killed twice, but like in this regard, this is not someone who is just a random corner boy or just his dad. This is someone who is the DA who has that kind of power that would alter the whole case and put him in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because in my head, I can't make sense of any scenario where he pulls out that pulls out that gun and it works out favorably for him. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, like uh, no matter what he did at that point, it would have been bad. Like in in the future, it would have been bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, Rich, like, what do you think of that? Like, what, would he have gone through through with it? And what possible outcomes could you have seen? Like, if if that scene went all the way. Well, I agree. He he definitely would not have done that because if he did that, then uh. Uh, he will be in a far worse situation than he was at the end of this episode. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I I think if he pulled out the gun, there would have been some hesitancy. Because, you know, you're telling him, yeah, I, I, I need you to not be involved in this anymore. Um, I, I just feel like he would have struggled to really, you know, you know, keep himself under composure. And as we saw... At the, in the span of time, the little quick span of time that he was there, then then you see Davis McLean shows up uh, very quickly thereafter. So it, it wouldn't have been good for him if he if he did any, anything of the sort to even try and threaten. Now, the one thing that I will say is that he did uh, he did of course confess to her that he that he that he told her that he told Sax that he saw Sax there the night that Jamie got shot. So that information right there, um, once he started to have that conversation, that's when I knew he wasn't going to do anything because you, you don't confess that information as to why to try and stop stop everything from happening. Uh, you, you just you just don't take that route. So once he told her that, I said, oh, well, he's definitely not going to threaten or anything else because you pretty much just told her the information that you didn't want um, everyone to hear about. So... Yeah, but but I, I have to agree it wouldn't have worked out favorably for him. And, and and to answer your question, if he would have pulled out that gun, he would have struggled with that whole sequence. I feel, yeah, because because I mean, this is someone who he relied on to try and help Tasha in the beginning to get off. So it still would have been hard for him to do that. I, I think. Uh, but yeah, Dana raises a very interesting point. I'll be curious to see if he can. Once again, if he has to kill somebody, if it comes to that, but we have to wait and see about that. Yeah, 
And I don't know if the intention was to kill her or just to threaten her and make her not testify or whatever. But either yeah, way, yeah, either way, I it, I feel like it it wouldn't have been good. And you know, this isn't somebody. This this isn't a drug dealer or corrupt cop that killed your sister. And this isn't to, this isn't your dad who you had this special kind of you know uh, damaged relationship with. This is like a, a, a civilian, like a real person who hasn't done anything wrong. Um, exactly. And, you know, I want to see if he's capable of going to that extent with somebody who's just a normal citizen and hasn't done anything wrong, who's truly innocent. Um, because that that's when that that turns into a different kind of criminal right there. Like when you start harming but, people who are innocent and haven't done anything, you know. I agree. And, yeah, go ahead. And, and and one other quick point that I want to also add. To go back to when Tasha told him to threaten, if there's any fan out there that still is rooting for Tasha and thinks that she's a great person, uh, there's no way in hell that I could understand why you would think she's a great person to tell her son, oh, threaten her, do, do whatever to make sure that she uh, doesn't go through with this. That's just a <laughs> trifling trifling person yeah. at the very end you know de- desperation trying to do whatever they got to do and yeah that, that's not how it works and, and the last point that i will make before you move on is uh one thing i did find interesting is Tariq also told her when he told her about you know the whole thing with sax was there he also said yes tommy egan is the one that killed ghosts so they keep they keep talking about tommy you know Tariq, uh tasha so I, I can't wait to see when Tommy shows up on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait either. And and you took the words right out of my mouth because I was gonna address <laughs> Tasha. <laughs> Tasha Tasha is the new Tariq. Like she is the one. She is the most hated person now in my in my eyes because <laughs> we've seen her do this multiple times. Like she makes out like she she has Tariq's best interests at heart. Like she wants to protect him save him but then she encourages him to do bad things she -hmm. encourages him to sell drugs in in season six of power she you know now she's encouraging him to hurt someone or you know i don't know what she thought he was gonna do but she encouraged him to do that you know um and that like your mother should shouldn't be doing that like this is if if you killed your dad for what for for trying to do the best for you like, how do you view Tasha then? Because she's trying to encourage you to do very bad things right now, and yeah, you know that kind of def- it defeats the purpose of her trying to protect him from prison in the first place. So, go ahead, Dana. This is what I was wondering. Remember back in the regular power when you was with it was with Tasha's mother, and Tasha was like basically saying, "This is the life you have to live. Make sure you get this and this, and keep your money right." So I kind of felt that Tasha was encouraged by that to to be in that kind of lifestyle. Because even when they she divorced, remember when she left Ghost and had her own place and everything, we thought this was going to be a you know a get your life moment and go back to school and open up your own legit business and be amazing. And she kind of just resorted back to that what she already knew, which is that drug life. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of not surprised by her actions, especially since it was Ghost who really tried to separate 
um, Tariq from that lifestyle. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so with him dead, you know, Tasha is going to be more at the forefront of that. And remember, even then, at, at, during, I believe, the season six, yeah, season six, when, you know, she kept talking about ghosts got to die. We got ghosts got to get killed. That kind of situation where it's kind of felt that she put it out there in the universe, not necessarily saying you have to go kill your father now, but it was very accepting that he has to die and I'm going to go shoot your father. You know, so as is a child's mind, you know, Tariq is very protective of his mother and no matter what, he's always listened to his mother. Can't stand his father. It's very, this is like the tale of Oedipus. You know, you, you marry your mother and kill your father. Not literally, but you get the point. Um, so, with this situation, I feel I felt that she allows Tariq to do whatever he wants because she knows that the lifestyle that his father wanted for him, get your education, go legit, be a businessman. I don't want you to know anything about the street life. That's gone. And Tariq also said, I'm not doing that. Many times, you know, remember he kept calling his father ghost. What you gonna do, ghost? What you gonna do? You know, this sign of defiance and disrespect and to show that I'm not gonna leave the life that you want. I'm gonna still do my own thing. Which, remember, at the finale, he, in order for him to get that money, he still has to keep up his grades. Yeah. And he thought that once ghost dies, you know, oh, we just get the money and whatever. We go and live our lives, whatever. <laughs> So no matter what, that is always going to be in the forefront of Tariq and also in the forefront of, um, I just forgot the mother's name. Oh my gosh, Tasha. Yes. So it's just one of those circumstances where it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So you feel like she's been shaped to think that way. She's been shaped to, 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 to be that way. He shaped himself to be that way. Remember, he always was at gun ho. What you doing, Dad? In the terms of, you know, ghost. I want to be. I want to be a drug dealer, ghost. That kind of situation where, no matter what, he's going to do whatever he wants to do. And Tasha also is going to do what she wants to do. So it's just a product. I don't know if it's the product of their environment or the product of how they was just born. Okay. The, 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 the only comment I would make is um, she did well when this whole thing started out she she did tell Tariq you know go to school live your life she did not want him to do that but once she saw that he was doing it once he had to make money for McLean then she was full speed ahead and then of course when she got that call from uh, Lorenzo Tejada then she's like oh you gotta do whatever they say say do but make sure you have protection so she was fully invested in that um but yeah i i do want to at least say just give her some credit and say that she did try to tell him don't just just go to school don't try to get involved in this but Tariq, of course still had to get involved because he didn't want her going down uh for that for that for that murder that was all for nothing because Tariq is determined to do what he wants very mm-hmm. easily, they could have shipped Tariq over to, I don't know, Switzerland. And go to one of those boarding schools. And just, you take him out of New York and out of that environment and out of his connect. But they didn't do that. Tariq is one of those kids who's determined to do what he wants to do. Yeah. Because in his mindset, he's still doing what's right. 
protecting his mother. He sees the threat right now is she is in jail. If she would have walked away scot-free and they could have lived a life separate, like, oh, you're, you're done with, let's just go and move, maybe then everything would have been different. But he sees uh, Tasha being in jail as a threat. And his goal is to get her out no matter what. Yeah. And you're not going to make $50,000 a day by let's go to school. Is what it is. You're just not going to do that. <laughs> now, th- this is a, this might be a controversial take here, right? Uh-oh. But you, you could make an argument that as an 18 year old his life is way better with Tasha in, in jail because now he has nobody trying to control him tell him what to do he's his own man he's just doing what he wants right now like and he doesn't have to answer to anyone does he I mean you got people trying to kill him in the shadows at least according to Tasha you have Mary Jane Blige who's basically telling him what to do you know and remember he was like I'm your son that situation that's going on he's still taking orders mm-hmm. but yeah he's like more independent in the sense of I don't have to call you every five minutes to know where, where I'm at he's still taking orders remember when the, when the kid was like get down here now bro and he didn't know it was he you know that whole connect thing he thought something was going on he's still listening to people He's not like free abandon. Let's do what we want. So it's still like a, it's kind of the same environment. Actually, it would have been better, you know, previous seasons because then it was like you're able to be a kid and do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. It just seems uh, like his whole um, his whole hatred was, you know, um, before was his his father. And sometimes his mother, I mean, in the earlier days, he had be- he had a lot of beefs with Tasha as well. But it's, it seemed like his biggest, um, you know, conflict back then was everybody trying to lie to him and control him. Um, so, it, you know, it, it would seem to me but, that he's more happy now that he's in control and able to do him with, with nobody standing in his way. Uh, but what was you going to say, Rich? Yeah, I I also was going to add to what you just said and said yes, there is still some he he does still have a level of control because you have to remember he was the one that orchestrated this whole thing to work with Monet and then the mean and all the while she has her own kids trying to spy on him and see what he's up to and he is outsmart every single one of them to the point where at the end of the episode Mary J Blige is oh all right yeah you can come over here anytime you are part of the family now. So I mean, I mean, if if he was the one that was taking orders, um, not doing nothing but taking orders, I mean, it, it appears to me that it, that's not all, all 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 true when it comes to the Tejada family because he's the one telling them I need product, so they're working for him to an extent. Uh, I understand that. Yeah. 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 But 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 he does have some he does have some level of control. I will say that yeah, it is best that uh, Tasha is not. Uh, you know, she she's not in the picture right now, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, moving forward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, depending how this turns out, it it will be interesting to see what things will be like if Tasha does get out, and you know how that will affect their 
their bond, like the mother-son bond. Um, because now, you know, Tariq has a lot of power in the situation now. So I want to see, like, what, what, how will that interaction be if Tasha gets out, you know? Um, and will she get involved with Monet and, and everything else, you know? So. <laughs> Good question. We'll see. Because cause I, I think if that happens, you're going to start to see a lot of parallels between Tasha and Ghost. Like, you know, I, I think, you know, she she's going to try and control him just like just like Jamie St. Patrick was. So, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I definitely see that happening. So, yeah, but um, but yeah, we, I, I don't want to uh, harp on this too long, so. We'll keep it moving to some other stuff. So we might as well get to this because, you know, it kind of uh, plays plays off of what we just discussed. So there was a pact made in this episode uh, between two characters that kind of just throws in a curveball. Uh, perfect for the mid-season finale. <laughs> so... Uh, we, we, um, we we talked about the Tamika situation and she didn't end up testifying in the end because Davis McLean showed up and they talked off screen about things, I guess. And, and you know, they came to some kind of conclusion. And um, and then Davis McLean visits Sachs in his office and, you know, he figures out what happened. And, and um, uh, we, we, we are going to talk about, of course, you know, um, uh, what's her name? The, his niece Riley know, Riley yeah we yep. talk about Riley and you know all the, the stuff that Sax was able to you know find out uh, but basically for you know just so we can talk about this basically Sax has a recording of Tariq kind of you know he's at Ghost's grave uh, tombstone or whatever and he's saying I had to do it you know and, and he's drunk at this point <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's had a spiked drink or whatever from Riley, so um, you know he's just kind of letting his mind loose, um, and and we're gonna talk more about that later. But what we want to talk about right here is you know Sax basically shows this footage to to Davis McLean of Tariq, you know, confessing and saying I had to do it, you know, I had to kill kill my dad or whatever, and um, they come to an agreement. Then they say, okay, look. My my uh client is Tasha St. Patrick. It's not Tariq. And you know, you didn't kill Jamie St. Patrick either. So let's work together and you know, we'll get Tasha out and then Tariq goes to jail. So they make a pact, right? And I just wanna say this first of all before I get, you know, you guys take on this. <laughs> <laughs> not only was this a like this was a great moment, I think, but it's great because this happens in real life because if you think about it right in in any given city in america um and i read a lot of legal thrillers and watch legal shows and everything but you know these people like you have the lawyers you have the prosecutors you have judges or whatever these guys see each other like a lot during the course of a week a month a year or whatever they they see each other a lot they practically work together all the time right And the criminals, you know, they're just outsiders and they're essentially taking the money from these criminal organizations or whatever. The lawyers are taking the money to defend them. And, you know, the uh, prosecutors, the, you know, the the, uh, judges and all all these people, 
they're getting paid salaries to do their job, right? So all of these people intermingle. Do you think that they don't have their own special friendships and relationships with each other? Even even the opposing council, like all mm-hmm. these people know each other. So they they have these kind of deals in place in, in real life. Like, and they, you know, um, let's say a drug kingpin, like, um, uh, I don't know, like I won't use a real example, but let's, you know, any, with any drug kingpin, right, that they try, like all of the people are in, in cahoots and they're just making money at the end of the day. They they want to draw these things out. They want these cases to go on for a very long time so everybody keeps getting paid and milking things and they probably already have an idea how it's going to end already, but they're just, you know, drawing things out so that they get as much money, they maximize the profits of each case. So to see this moment happen in the show, I really liked that because this happens in real life for sure. Um, and I want to see how this plays out. Um, and, you know, this makes McLean's character a lot more interesting because, you know, we see, you know, more of that, you know, um, that grimy lawyer type of mentality where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just here to do my job and get as much money as I can. I don't care about anyone. Um, so yeah, I'm loving this and we already know Sax is a dirtbag. So, you know, um, it, this is pretty cool to see and I want to see how far this can play out before, you know, Tariq and Ta- Tasha start to catch on and everything like that. So, um, so yeah, like Dana, what would you think of this whole pact between, you know, now Davis McLean and Cooper Sax? I'm going to be very honest. There's a lot of things in this show that you can predict or guesstimate. I didn't see this part coming. It made me really excited. It's like, let's get the two creepy scumbag guys together and form a super friends group. Uh, This was great. And it also makes me excited to see what kind of other dirt they're going to dig up, even though it's very inadmissible. So, So I look forward to their sleaziness together. And this could be actually a fun partnership. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I want to see how they they're gonna pull the wall over, you know, Tariq's eyes and and Tasha and everything. Because should mm. they're, they're not gonna back down. They're not gonna let you know these things happen without, you know. In a weird way, I wouldn't put it past them because they can't. It's not admissible. But I wouldn't put it past them if they leak the video to the press. Hmm. Mm. Which then would call in Tate. Ah. So, mm. That could be a way to really do it. So I wonder how that's going to go down. But I do hope they leak it. Uh, I just want to make a quick comment on what you just said. I do recall in season six that uh, Tate, you know, when all this stuff was going down with, with Jamie, and we saw that Tate was trying to tell Jamie something about Tariq. Uh, but you know, that was at that point, that's when, when they were at the party and Jamie was like, Oh, I, I, I he says, Oh, I, I don't care what you got to say. He just went off on him and then made, uh, Tate angry. Yeah. Uh, Tate knows a lot of information about Tariq. So that would be a great way to bring him back because he knows the kid is, uh, probably up to no good. So that's a very good observation. Yeah. Yeah. Tate is definitely like a wild card in this situation who, you know, could could blow things open 
a lot because you know right now he's lying um out of you know interest of you know um of his personal image because he was aligned with jamie and then he's also kind of clicked in with stern and stuff and and the democrats so they all they all want to uh make jamie look good and innocent and stuff but he has he has a lot of information that you know that can come to light so so yeah uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see what they choose to do with tay and how that ties into his own own story and everything so Mm -hmm. so yeah but rich um any any like you know thoughts on on uh the whole pact and everything that was made yeah once again brilliant writing this goes back to what i was saying earlier about i like how they're making this show now catering it it to people who want to see Tariq's downfall and also root for Tariq, because literally a lot of people who at the point they were just in the storyline now they have they now they are switching sides to become enemies now one thing i will say because you and i had a discussion about this before we started recording it's very possible that uh you know, Davis McLean does end up helping out Tariq in the end, but only after he is blackmailed. Uh, and the reason why, you know, we had that discussion is because, again, last week we saw that McLean was sleeping around with Paula, who was his partner. Uh, of course, he is, mar- he is married. Now, I don't know if his wife knows that he's been messing around, but if Tariq was to somehow find out this information... Uh, he can use that against Davis McLean and blackmail him so that he prevents him from moving forward in, uh, in, in working with Sachs. But again, we'll have to see if that's what they take because I don't think you're going to introduce the whole thing with him sleeping around with Paula for that not to come up later as something else. But, Here's my... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. My issue with that is... Extramarital fears occur so much and so often, and he's already a sleazy character. Would that even phase him or his wife? Like, oh, you've been cheating around. Does that like does that do anything anymore? Well, uh, I don't know, but 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 one thing one thing I do know is that you know uh, Paula is concerned about Tariq. We got that from the last episode because right. she, when, when they met up, she saw that he had the gun. So if she knows that or finds out that Davis is going against Tariq, I think she may decide to help him out. And that may cause a rift in their relationship as well. Because it's very clear she is concerned about Tariq. Uh, Davis, after this episode, you have to question that now because he's concerned about winning. And that's he's what it's all about. about. Yeah. Even if you pay, if he lost the case, as long as you paid up and you know his account is full, I think that's all he cares about. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they 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 can definitely take it in any direction they want to take it. But it, it's 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 interesting because it, it again the decision to align these two together, I think it, I think it's great because as as Gary said, it makes uh, Davis McLean a much more interesting character. Uh, and then also, it, it's you know, it, it makes it very clear cut to keep the viewer guessing as to what's going to happen next. So I think they did an excellent job to make that alliance come together. Yeah, and what you said, Rich, with uh, what's what's that woman's name again? That uh, McLean is sleeping with his partner, pa- Paula. 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 Yeah. Yep. I think that is definitely the more likely um, 
route that they're going to take here because uh, you know I mean whether they're going to take the time to show McLean's wife and everything in the show is anyone's guess but um, but Paula is a character that is there and is already kind of established and she's had a direct encounter with Tariq so I feel yep. like you know they can she she could really be a wild card in this situation where to where you know maybe she's the one who kind of reaches out to Tariq and lets him know what's going on uh, when she catches wind of it you know mm-hmm. so so yeah I think uh, that that could be how it plays out from here absolutely <laughs> but yeah man because you know I mean this is a thing in writing where you know if you have a piece of work obviously it has a start and it has a finish and you have to get there but um, usually the midpoint is you know is a transitional point where where things just completely f- switch up and you know um, the stakes get get more you know um, it gets a lot more ten- intense for the main character and they did that perfectly with this mid-season, you know. Um, they completely flipped things on Tariq. And in a good way and a bad way, because there's a good thing that we're going to talk about in a little while that happened. Uh, well, well, arguably good, but um, but we'll, we'll, we'll unpack that when we get there. But, but yeah, this is great, like, because, you know, this is the biggest thing that could potentially happen to Tariq right now, where he's called in... You know, for the murder of Jamie St. Patrick, because um, that means you know he just turned eighteen as well. So, oh if yeah, he, if he were to get charged now, he's going to get tried as an as an adult. I'm assuming, right? Or do, or does it does it matter what age you were when you commit? It really crime? depends on the crime it is that you commit. It's something that's really heinous. They have committed children and then put them in you know, adult prisons and charged them as an adult. But the fact that he is 18 and the fact that they, you know, made sure that this was a birthday event, I think is going to say something in order to move the show forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a good point. Yep. And, and that was well done, too. Like, they timed it perfectly because they, they made this happen when it's Tariq's birthday. So it's like, you know, he's a real man now. And now he has to, <laughs> you know, he's going to be held accountable for, you know, the actions that he did. Like, because... He did some serious stuff while he was still considered, you know, a minor. But you know, he's he's gonna have to face the consequences as as a, an adult now. So, so um, I, I like how they time well how they timed that up, um, you know, in the show and everything. Yeah, uh, my microphone almost dropped there, but uh oh, yeah. mic drop, mic drop <laughs> moment. Exactly, mic <laughs> drop. But yeah, we we good. Um, so yeah, I mean, any more thoughts on that before we uh, move on? No, no, no I, okay. I, I very, very, very well done, and I look forward to seeing what happens next. You okay, Dana? Oh, I thought I was muted. I didn't know you could hear me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I'm just making sure. I'm good. Good. Okay, so. So I, I don't even know where to start now So uh, of course you know It's Tariq's birthday um, And you know at, I mean at the start of the show We got well near the start of the show We got some uh, Some build up to, to let us know that You know it was his birthday coming We got the flashback well we had the dream Sequence I should say yeah, With uh, Tasha 
and you know she was she was having a meal with Tariq and and her mother and and uh, the other child. And, Yaz. Uh, Yaz. There you go. Mm-hmm. She's never around, so I'm never gonna remember her. Name. <laughs> <laughs> she shows up like once every ten episodes or something. So. Uh, <laughs> no, we saw her during the finale. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah, the finale and and the funeral. I think we saw her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um so yeah, there's that sequence and then Raina shows up, you know, the ghost version and you know, um Tasha is of course disturbed because uh, it would have been Raina's birthday as well, as well as Tariq because yeah. they're twins. Um Yeah. So, you know, Jaden who is Tariq's uh I don't know if, if we should call him best friend, but Oh no no, uh, Brayden. Brayden. Bray Brayden, sorry. Yeah. Brayden. Yeah. Um, yeah, who is Tariq's friend. Uh, I don't know if we could call him best friend, but yeah, it's his friend and he cares about Tariq, it seems. Like he's one of the only people who actually really cares about Tariq. So, you know, that's a positive thing, I think. Um and you know, throughout the whole episode, Riley is with him as a new girlfriend who is Sax's niece and she's trying to find any information she can. She's asking him a million questions about Tariq. Um, which should flag something in his mind, but he's just like whatever. Oh um, no! Well, it, it it does at the end, at towards the end of the uh, end of the episode, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he catches on, you know. He, he yeah, uh, yeah. He realizes that she she's asking a lot of questions about him, and she calls she he calls her out for it, but he should have you know been more suspicious earlier on as well. But but yeah, so so basically he's setting up a party, surprise party for Tariq. And, you know, we see that play out and then the party goes down to Tariq shows up and um, a lot of interesting things happen here because, you know, you have <laughs> you have uh, Monet's children who show up, Drew and um, and Diana and you have Lauren, you know, um, but the first thing I want to get to right <laughs> before we unpack all of that juiciness, um, I want to talk about Brayden's brother. Um, yeah, because mm-hmm. you know he uh, he's been on the sidelines for the for the, you know the last few episodes or whatever, um, and we know that he's a bit of a, a arrogant you know um, I don't want to curse but yeah um, he's arrogant <laughs> and he's he's annoying. <laughs> so at the towards the end of this, you know, I mean, we see him do very some very you know. Um, some very annoying things throughout the episode, like you know, he uh, he spills a drink on Tariq and and Tariq snaps on him, and then you know later on when Tariq is passed out, he he's in he's in his room, um, so you know he kind of kicks him out of his room and everything, and then we see much later that he um, he goes into I think that's is that Braden's home or is it like their shared home or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, he he goes in there and he finds where they're hiding the stuff that they're selling and you know he starts stealing so um i want to ask you guys like what do you think you know this is the purpose of this character what do you think his intentions are and you know how do you think how do you see it playing out with him you know um is this going to cause like a lot of drama within his family him and his brother 
or you know um is this going to hurt Tariq in the long run um and possibly um it's hard to kind of you know uh we, we well there's a new you know that we already know that he's in business with Monet and everything so is this going to hurt that relationship you know uh the fact that somebody is stealing and that might lead to less money being um transferred and stuff like that so what do you guys think of this um so i'm gonna go to you first rich so to answer the question brayden brayden's brother's role is to basically cause problems because up until this point everything is great between brayden and Tariq. you know as far as their business they, they, they're making a lot of money. They're doing well. And of course, Tariq is, is doing well for the Tejadas is, you know, also because of this. So, uh, now that the brother is involved and has been stealing the product, that's definitely going to cause some issues because again, we, we do know that Braden's family is very wealthy. Uh, so it's going to possibly create a rift between both of those brothers. Uh, and then, uh, then I also say again with the writing, an excellent job because what I thought was going to happen is that they were going to take the cliche approach of pretty much Riley gets gets close to Brayden and Brayden ends up telling her everything he knows about Tariq. But they made the Tariq character so smart where he hasn't even told Brayden everything that he is into. It, at, at the end of this episode, that's when he starts to tell them tell him about the Tejada family. So now he's trusting Brayden a lot more. He says there will be no more lies, etc., etc., but I, it's going to be an issue now because Brady's brother is stole that 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 product, and I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with that because, like you said, Gary, when his brother poured the, the you know mistakenly poured the the drink on on uh, Tariq in this episode because because he was drunk, uh, Tariq was about ready to beat this guy down. Uh, I'm pretty sure some people want to see uh, him get into a fight to make sure he actually can fight. Uh, so. That is going to definitely, they're definitely going to have another encounter because it's, it, 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 now it has to happen. And you start messing with the product, you start messing with the money. And Tariq is the one that would pay the price. So they have to get down to the bottom of this. So I'm only curious to see what, you know, in terms of how they put it together, which direction it's going to go, how they're going to approach it and build upon what's happening right now. But yeah, uh, Braden's brother is definitely going to be an issue. Uh, and now that that Tariq is letting Braden in a, l- a lot more, uh, it only it's going to complicate things a, l- a lot more because now he's got to be worried about his brother uh, messing things up for the both of them. So, yeah, we'll see which which direction they go. But again, I'm so glad they did not go the route of well, Braden falls for Riley. Now let me tell you everything that I know about Tariq. Uh, they can still do that if they want to, but I don't believe that that's going to happen now. But yeah, I'm glad that they instead have it with this whole thing with both of the brothers are going to end up having a conflict later. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, like I, I want to know is, is is Tariq going to be the one to approach his brother and possibly put hands on him, or you know, will Brayden do that for him? And you know, because it is his brother. Yep. So Brayden. Yeah, and um, it seems like in this episode, you know, they. They made it very clear that Brayden is loyal to Tariq. Like he, yep, you know, he sees him as like a true good friend, um, and he seems like he, you know, he cares about him a lot. So um, I want to see how you know how he handles that 
when when that situation arises between you know his brother and Tariq, I want to see how far he goes with that. Um, but yeah, uh, Dana, any thoughts on that? You know, the the brother character and him stealing and Brayden and can everything. I, can I pull out my edit pen and start killing off characters now, or is it <laughs> <laughs> nah, the moment go, go when I get it. really it's I get like really happy because I like I dead character. Yes. All right. So here's the thing. Um, brother has to go. Um, we don't know exactly what he's going to do with the drug. That if he's going to start his own thing and start selling, or if he is just an addict, because he could be an addict too. I don't know. But when the supplies start missing, and we don't, and you know, Monet starts getting a little side eye and thinking that people are trying to steal from her, this is going to get very ugly. Um, do I see? Braden going after his brother I don't know if they were adults absolutely but the fact that they're still teenagers and they're still young I don't see his brother killing him that's just I, I can't they still have that close bond I don't I, you can even say closeness is your brother and they're only like what maybe 18 17 19 oh I'm not exactly sure if, she, if he's going to be the one. Maybe it'll be Tariq. Or maybe it'll be one of Monet's boys once they find out what's going on and who actually took the drugs. Oh, yeah. Yep. Kane, perhaps. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. so there's a lot of different ways that this kid can get killed. But the fact that he just might get killed is like, yay to me. Because he comes across as very obnoxious. You know, when you're having a drug business, even during school, you want a low-key kind of image, right? You don't want to be out there flaunting and, and, and everything else. And the brother just seems to be the polar opposite of that. He will be someone who is bringing too much attention. And we kind of saw that in the first, I think it was the first episode when it was that other gang that they was dealing with. And remember, they was bringing too much attention because they was on the YouTube and the Instagram yeah. showing off all the time and with the police. So I kind of feel that that's where Braden's brother is going to start doing things. It's like, yeah, come get this. And, you know, oh, he's on the Instagram and the YouTube and the Snappy Chats. And it's going to bring that unwanted attention where his brother's not going to do anything. Or if it is, maybe they'll get into a fight and he accidentally kills him. But I don't see him all out, you know, being, I am my brother's keeper, bang, bang, and you're dead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, you just said something a while ago that had my mind racing because imagine if you know there's a situation where they know that there's some money missing and stuff and then you know maybe Kane shows up at the campus and starts looking around seeing what's going on and then he finds out the brother is stealing and then he just he acts on impulse and, and kills him right there and then like yep. that will that will make things very messy and uh you know that will make a lot of uh you know a- interesting um you know um circumstances to to look at you know cuz if you look at that situation it's like okay what what will Braden think about that cuz now Tariq has taught him you know about the family and everything um so he he'll know you know who mm-hmm. these people are um and so, so what will that do to his friendship with Tariq you know, uh, at that point, if he knows that this guy just came and killed his brother or whatever, so 
so yeah like this this can go in many different directions and um i i definitely want to see you know how they play this um because even though that was such a little scene you know brayden stealing the drugs that that is something that is going to be big in the future um now that we know where we're at you know currently in the story which we're going to talk about um here's something that i oh sorry no carry on this is what i slightly wondered how did he know where it was at I mean, he probably knows the hiding places. If that's a place they they share or something, or they have, I guess he would know all the good hiding spots. Because um, it's kind of like me and my brother, like you know, because we we grew Had up in... together. Huh? No, 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 like nothing like that. But um, you know, we we had the the same uh, room together for years when we were younger and stuff. So it's like we know each other's hiding spots. Like we know, so. So maybe it's just that, you know, he knows where all the possible places that uh, Brayden could be hiding something. And, and, you know, it is his brother, so he probably sees his behavior and knows that he's doing something with Tariq. So, you know, he just knows. Like, it's, it's just intuition, that sibling intuition kind of thing. So what was you going to say, Rich? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much was, was agreeing with everything that was said. Um. Yeah, I, I, yeah. No, continue. I, I just said we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. But I, I yeah, I was gonna add that uh, the only uh, the, I believe the only character that uh, Braden has seen so far is Drew. So let's hope that Drew isn't the one that uh, ends up getting taken out. Uh, because he is the yeah he is the only one that Braden has saw. I don't believe he's seen Kane yet. So um, we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that that will be something to uh, keep an eye on when the show does return. But um, so let let's talk about the uh, the rest of the party, right? So uh, where should we go first? Um, okay, so let's talk about Riley first, right? So <laughs> <laughs> so she seems like overly keen to to snitch for her, her uncle. Um, so of course, you know they. Um, they sit together in this episode and you know she tells him that she's been staying there and you know um, sleeping with the guy uh, he, he's worried because he thinks it's Tariq at first <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know she tells him it's, it's Tariq's friend or whatever so he you know he kind of does uh, he, he kind of does a Tasha because he's like okay yeah keep keep doing that you know he encourages her to do you know to do the wrong thing just like Tasha did um, so, so yeah, he encourages her to keep doing that and send him all information. And then, of course, you know, this leads right up to you know um, her. You know, when when Tariq is passed out, she gets his location. She sets it up so she can track him. And then she passes. She tells Sachs where he is, and that's how he he's able to record that footage of you know Tariq confessing or whatever. Um, but you know. I just want to uh, talk about Riley, the character specifically, because we kind of, you know, touched on that, and we will touch deeper on on the the footage as well. But for now, let's focus on Riley. And I want to ask you guys: like, is she going to be around? Like, do you think her purpose has been served now, or is she going to still be around? And does she have um, does she have a lot more story left in this? And if so, 
you know what is what what's going to be her motivations now like does she actually like Brayden does she want to be with him really or was it was this just you know for her to kind of help out her uncle her uncle because if she was loyal to Brayden surely you know she if she liked him surely she would kind of you know be a bit weary about what she was doing but she seemed very happy to help Sax um so does that mean that she doesn't really like Brayden a lot um, so I want to ask you first, Dana, like, what do you think of Riley and uh, what do you see for her as as the story moves on? Can I pull up my pen again and start killing off character? <laughs> go, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm cool with her dying. She's one of those kids that kind of, I love the fact that no one likes her. She just gets cursed out by everybody in, in this whole episode. No one can stand her. You know, even when Tariq is in his state of being um, drugged, he's like, you know, are you homeless? Go away. Why are you always here? That's just kind of how I feel. Why is she always here? Uh, I feel that she is one, she and Sax are just basically the same person. Um, she seems like one of those kids who has a whole bunch of money, but is really bored and doesn't have real friends. And so by her doing this, it gives her something just to do in life in general. And she kind of feels that she's important. I don't think she's doing it because, oh my gosh, I love sex. You know, I'm for the family. I don't see it as that kind of situation. It's just pure boredom. And for her to do drugs and go to parties and hang out with guys. Um, I don't, I don't see her dying. In my mind, I want her dead. I don't see her dying in this season at all. I do see her playing some more of an important role. Right now, she's like the mini sleuth that still people can't stand to be around. She's always digging information. She's trying a wee bit too hard. Because remember, she keeps asking about Tariq every five seconds. Where he's like, why are you so thirsty, girl? So I do think that that can backfire and she may end up finding another tactic. Whether it's not, I don't think Brayden wants anything to do with her. I don't think this is like some type of deep romance. I think this is just basically college. And, you know, any girl who's around, that's my girl. But I don't think he means it as in we're in a committed relationship. Um, but I do see her still trying to dig up information and to be that kind of sleuth. Even when she was able to put the tracker on his phone where she, she can share his, he shares his location with her. I do see her doing something more and that'll end up involving Sax and McLean now that we know. Um, but do see it being a lot harder because none of the characters can stand her. Yeah. I think that her, her purpose is done at the moment. Maybe in season one, she's done. But she, I feel she has more to annoy. Because mm, I was wondering, you know, if there might be a point where they flip her, where, like, she actually starts to become loyal to Brayden and Tariq, and, and then they use her to spy on Sax or something like that. So, I wonder... No, see, I don't, I don't know if she would turn on Sax, though. Mm, I mean... Yeah, I in do power, see... anything is possible. Anything is power is is possible because it is power. If that's the case, maybe she'll end up being one of the drug dealers. Maybe. Or maybe she just be the person that they always sell to. 
I don't know, but I don't. I see her still being involved. If not with Brayden and with the brother. No, the brother can't stand her either. Nobody likes her. Well, the brother did yeah. try to hit on her briefly. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. That's when. Oh, that's. See, I get them confused sometimes. They look alike. So, yeah. That's, that's good costume, man. Yeah, if I they look like that. No, if they, if they look alike, that must be good costing them, you know, because they're brothers, so. <laughs> so from that, there was that, that part where she, remember there was a part where she was arguing with somebody. Oh, and he was saying, oh, you're trying to sleep with my brother. So yeah. that was Brayden's brother. Yeah, see, I got those two characters confused. So he was like, oh, that's Brayden's brother. And then she walked away. No, he was mad at her, and then she walked away. Yeah, and then yeah, there was there was a part where Brayden got mad with her because she kept asking questions and stuff, and then he Tariq. he kind of checked yeah. her. Nobody likes her. She makes her job even more difficult. Yeah. So, what would you think about this, Rich? Any thoughts? If I had to make a prediction about what happens with the Riley character, is that uh, she may actually end up helping Tariq at a later time because. I what I got out of this, you know, when, when Tariq got drugged, it, 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 it appears to me she felt really bad that that happened, which is why she made sure to, you know, make sure she got his face scan and was able to pinpoint where his location was, which, of course, Sachs did use later on for his own personal means to help his case. But she did she did seem legit concerned when he was drugged. So, uh. If I had to make a prediction, she may end up helping him at a later time. As to how she, as to how that happens, uh, I can't really tell you. We would just have to wait and see whatever it is that they ultimately plan if they go that route. At the complete opposite, because when Brayden went to go when when they did that weird thing with the cups and Tariq, and when Brayden handed it to Tariq, she looked at it as in like no, like a slow mo, no. You know, kind of shocked, but she didn't stop anything. And then later on, when he was in the room, drugged up, she pulled out the the phone to scan his face. Not in like, oh my, because if she really felt bad about the whole situation, she wouldn't have done that at all. But she still continued with the task. And she, when she was talking on the phone with Sachs, she kind of she wasn't like upset about it. She was like, yeah. And then I jumped to by mistake. Whoopsie. That kind of situation. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is backfired. Tariq is drugged. I don't know what to do, Dad. You know, it was just let him go. And in all honesty, if the wrong kind of mixture, Tariq could have just died. Yeah. She took that. She took, pulled out the phone, scanned his face, put the tracker thing on, and just left. It was like, oh, bye. After he blessed her out, she still left. Yeah, it was very insensitive and stuff, but. Didn't even yeah. stay with him. Uh, that's so. what that's what privilege can do to people, you know. So, but um, damn, what was I gonna say? Um, was you finished, Rich? By the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you know, um, Riley actually, you know, um, she spikes a drink and then you know, Tariq gets it as as Dana just you know talked about, um. And then, you know, that leads to the chain of events we already kind of discussed. But before we get to that point, right, um, there's there's a lot of tension at this party, you know, between the women um, and everything. So I want to take a moment to, to speak on that. So 
you know, Diana and her brother Drew show up at the party and everything, and Diana and Tariq are talking, and obviously, um, they go there with the purpose of trying to figure Tariq out and everything he's doing, and, you know, in, you know, in, in a conversation that Monet has with Diana earlier in the episode, um, she basically, you know, gives her that speech about, uh, you know, um, they, you know, Drew failed and, and, you know, I guess, um, I guess what's his name? Kane did and, and, you know, she can't ask seek. Um, so she basically tells her like, this is on you. I need you to, you know, find out what's going on. Um, and I need you to, you know, to be a better woman and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, she goes to the party with the intention of kind of learning more about Tariq and everything, but Lauren shows up. Right. And then to me, it seems like Tariq, you know, just he kind of gravitated towards Lauren more, you know, in, in that yep. moment. And um, and of course, you know, he, he ends up take, having that drink and, you know, that kind of uh, kind of ruins the, you know, the, the moment they have together because he's drunk and everything. And then they're about to kind of kiss and get intimate. But then he just kind of passes out. Um, and you know, she didn't, she didn't even really check on him either. Like to, to make sure he's okay. She could have like tucked him in or something like, you know, but she just left him, walked away. But, you know, I want to ask you guys. So did, did Tariq officially make a decision in that moment? Cause we know that he, we know that, uh, cause we're going to get to this later on, but basically he, he's been playing a game with Monet essentially is what they're kind of, you know, trying to tell us. So he's playing he's playing a psychological game, right? So that might have influenced his decision not to kind of um go further with Diana. But I want to ask you guys, you know, because he did kind of gravitate more towards Lauren when when she came, it was like he had there was this extra special glow and look that they had for each other. So I want to ask you guys, did he make his official decision in that moment and is Lauren the one for him? You know, um, so I'll go to you first, Dana. Uh, what did you think? I think that he, well, he, he did have that extra glow when he saw Lauren. And I think that, you know, we said this before, that's his little boo. I think that he genuinely, truly likes her. I think that he has to keep up the other facade with the other girl because, again, that's Monet's daughter, or quote, unquote, daughter. Yeah. Or because I'm still convinced that something's up with her. Um, <laughs> her her daughter. And the last thing you want to do is anger mom because you don't because you broken her heart or somehow disrespected she felt that she was disrespected or being used. That can backfire. So he has to keep up that facade and make her she is, you know, like here I think about you, that kind of thing. So I think with the, he's going to not necessarily play, but just status, appease her emotions so that it doesn't backfire on him and his business. But he genuinely likes the other girl. And even there was like that weird tense moment when they kind of saw each other, you know? Yeah. And he kind of looked nervous a little bit. It was cute. A little nervous. They was like, what's up? <laughs> that kind of situation. So 
it's nice to see that kind of dynamic play. The little tension and stress. But overall, he likes Lauren more. Yeah. Like, in that moment, like, Diana really kind of got dissed, you know. Because, <laughs> you know, because he, he was already talking to Diana, and then Lauren just shows up, and then he, Yeah, you know, but that's kind of, like, extra rude. It's like, yeah, I'm talking to you, da 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 And then you see her, like, hi, and it's like, bye, to the other one. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, because I, I thought the opposite was going to happen. I thought when Lauren came, he was going to be like, um, I'm talking to someone, you know, um, I'll, I'll hit you back later. But, you know, me and Diana are talking right now. But instead, he walks off with Lauren. So I thought he was going to like, but I thought it could have been nasty. It was like, yeah, okay, bye, go away. <laughs> and then she, would, you know, she would have that look where she's just staring over like, oh, my God, what'd he do? He go that way. What is nice. What do you think about it, Rich? Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's a hundred percent clear that he made his choice that uh, Lauren is the one for him because even when Diana was there, think about how that conversation went. She saw Diana, you know, they both, you know, it was a bit of a little hostility between both of them, and then Tariq clarified and said, "Oh, she's just here looking for her brother," because Drew was there. So when he did that, I was like, "Oh, so that you just you let her know, hey, listen, it, I, I'm not I'm not worried about her. Let me let me go spend some time with you." So that that made it very clear to me that yeah, it's about Lauren. And then, of course, what they always say when you drink, you get real comfortable, and sometimes things come out that uh, you otherwise would have kept secret. He was very very clear when he talked to Lauren that yes, you know, you shouldn't be messing around with with Malcolm. I'm the one you should be messing around with. And then, of course, it didn't progress further because she said, no, I, I don't want to do it this way because you're drunk. So, yeah. So pretty much, yeah, Lauren is his choice. Um, we'll see what happens with their interaction after this episode. But also one of the most defining moments, kind of, you could say, with their relationship was that he still had the gun in his pocket. And yeah. She took the gun and put it in his bag. Yeah. So that he wouldn't yeah, get in trouble or do harm to himself accidentally. So that shows also that she cares that much about him as well. But but also, she got that gun and then told Monet, yeah, he had a gun on him. So she was also still still working for her mom as well to get information. So, so then do you I, think that whole thing was a facade? I, well, I no. Think, um, I, I don't think um, she took that to look after him i think uh, yeah i think after after he kind of dissed her i think she was yep. she was in the mindset of i i'm gonna, I'm gonna do what monet told me to do and like I'm, I'm gonna keep my feelings out of this and then you know she saw the gun she took it maybe to spite him a little bit and then also to kind of report back to her mom mm-hmm. what's going on so i think i think that's what happened with diana um, i just want to say i just want to say this What's up? Uh, Tariq is very lucky that uh, he didn't happen to wander into uh, Tommy on his way to the cemetery because he probably would have got put six feet under if Tommy <laughs> was out there with, 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 with no gun, nothing. Yeah, he would have got it. Yeah, that would have been it for, for Tariq. Uh, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's be clear. Tommy was watching. He was, he was in the background. He was, he was like, he was like, a hundred yards behind Sax. Like <laughs> <laughs> he is the wind that was in the trees, just breathing along. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, for real. But um, so yeah, like my thing is with the whole Diana thing as well, because we're we're gonna lead right into it now, right? So um, so we, it's revealed right at the end that you know basically this has been like a whole kind of Sherlock kind of mind game between Tariq and Monet where she's testing him and he knows so he's trying to basically prove to her that he's the perfect partner and he's like 100% like you know loyal or like trustable I guess dependable uh, if you will so like this whole thing has been a mind game and he's kind of like won the chess game I guess like the, the mental chess game that's been going on um so you know before we unpack that part um this is what makes me think that you know things could still kind of um materialize between him and diana because what it looks like is that you know he might have intentionally not gone too far with diana because he knows that you know he knows why she was there in that moment um, and he knows that Monet was trying to kind of keep tabs on him or whatever. So he, like, he, you know, he kind of did that on purpose. He he went off with Lauren instead, you know, um, instead of, you know, going all the way with Diana. So, so that makes me think, you know, there's still a possibility that things could intensify between him and Diana. Um, I don't think it's 100% off, off the table. Um, I, I do think it was a calculating move, but he also does have kind of a special spark with Lauren as well, I think. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But but let's get, you know, to this Monet thing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, like what? Like, I don't even have a way to set this up. I'm just going to ask you guys what you think. So, Rich, let me know. What, what did you think in that moment? You know when uh when you know he's he's face to face with Monet, and you know um he tells her, yeah like you know I I forget what exactly he says, but he basically says you know I didn't do anything with Diana and you know um whatever he says right, and then she's like, so so who can I trust, or you know which of my sons can I trust or whatever, and he's like me. He, he looks at, you know, Kane for a brief moment and then he says, me. And then, you know, she's like, you ain't, you know, they they dap each other up. And then she's like, you... <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they, they have, like, special handshake and everything. It's like they practice it a few times already. Um, but yeah, and then she says, you, ain't, you know, you're naked. You ain't got a gun on you. Um, and she gets Kane to pass him his gun, you know, yep. which is, like, crazy. Um, and he's obviously salty about that. Um, so yeah, when I like Rich, what did you think of of this whole moment and what it says about the events that have happened previously? Well, so in my opinion, uh, all that we've been seeing up up to this point with Power in Monet's character is that once they she agreed to work with Tariq, she has been having her kids try to spy on him. And try to figure out what his motivations are, how he's making this money, in case they need to cut him out on product. And at every turn, Marik has—I mean, Tariq has outsmarted them, one hundred percent. So to me, it's like if I'm playing against a team that you know wins a ton of championships, and I and I keep on losing, 
Then I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, well, why don't I just join them? I can't beat them, so I'll join them. So the, what I got from that whole interaction is that she said, you know what? You know, you, you, you have outsmarted me every time I, I, I thought about you. you you're, you're handling your business. You're doing a great job. So you know what? Yes, we can work together. I trust you 100%. You can come over here anytime. Yes, you're just like family. Uh, and I, I personally feel that that was set up because what they have also been building over the last several episodes is that Monet just makes decisions. You know, she does what she does as the one in charge. But in that last episode, when she had made the decision to work with Tariq, you remember that Kane asked her, I thought we were supposed to make these decisions together. She said, no, you're going to play your position and I'm going to play mine. So it's creating a rift between whether or not she can, you know, it's going to be some jealousy between Kane in terms of how Monet is, is, is viewing Tariq because she's looking at him now as a part of her family. Um, and again, because she cannot rely on, on, on her own kids to do things smoothly because we have seen over the last several episodes, she would always ask them, what the hell is going on? What are y'all doing? All this type of stuff. So obviously, she feels very comfortable with Tariq up to this point because business business is booming. They're doing well. So that's why she just decides in that moment to make it very clear. All right, I'm with you 100%. You're doing a great job. So yes, we can work together. Come over here anytime you want to. And that's going to cause issues with jealousy with Kane. Now, obviously, Tariq is cool with Drew. So there ain't going to be no issues with Drew. Uh, Diana, yes, they have a bit of a complicated situation now because Diana was interested in Tariq from the, from the very first episode. So we'll see how that goes. But it definitely creates an issue long term between her and, and, and uh, between uh, Tariq and, and, and Kane, from what I can see. Yeah. Because, I mean, in that moment, it, it seemed like, you know, Monet might ask about, uh, you know, uh, 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 Kane. And Tariq might say, yeah, Kane is, he's, he's been cool. Like, he's been, you know, you know, he's been 100% thorough or something. Because, I mean, he is kind of like the most loyal one, I think. Or, well, yeah. he, he's, with, with Kane, he's impulsive and he's liable to, like, he's likely to, to do something violent. He's, he, he'll react on emotion probably um, at certain points but I feel like he is loyal to her he does what she says um, absolutely so, so yeah. I, I don't see a particular problem you know that she should have with him so the fact that you know she made it a point to, for him to give Tariq his gun it's like it's like she's saying okay I'm choosing Tariq over you in this yep. moment like, so mm-hmm. it's like you know wow that, that's a big deal and- so. And, and the other thing that, that that I definitely want to add to that point very quickly, and then I'll let you go to Dana, is that one thing that we have been talking about on every episode since this season has started is that it looks as though Monet wants her kids to be the successor. She wants them to run the business. Uh, and, of course, if they're not doing a good job, then she will criticize them and all this other stuff. Whereas with Tariq, he has proven that he can successfully do his own thing uh, and and not really rely on anybody. So of course that is, is attractive to her as well because it, it that that that's what she would look for. But it, it definitely causes issues because you know again, I'm pretty sure her kids have aspirations to do other things. We already know they want that they want to do stuff outside of this business. But as long as uh, you know 
Monet is in charge, she's not going to want that to happen. So that's why I thought it was very interesting, as you said, to, to do that in front of, of Kane, because definitely going to make him feel a certain type of way. And as you mentioned, he is a loose cannon. So let's see what happens as a result of all this. But uh, it is a game of chess, which is, again, why it's a perfect metaphor that chess is also uh, hi- highlighted in this show. And everything down to how the show starts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yes, it's a game of chess with everybody's making different moves. So excellent, excellent. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, but uh, Dana, you already spoke on this, right? Oh, I did not. Oh, okay, go ahead. My bad. <laughs> Here's the thing: I trust no one in this whole scene. This was just one of those guessing games. Here's the issue. Tariq doesn't trust Monet. Monet doesn't trust Monique. Uh, Dean, what's his name? Drake? Let's call him Drake. Uh, <laughs> Drake, uh, Drew? Drew. Drew is sitting here hot-headed and jealous over what's going on. No, you um, mean Kane. You Kane, mean Kane. Kane oh, okay. yeah. is hot-headed and jealous over what's going on. Drew's the other brother, right? The other brother who's with the guy. Yeah. Yep. He's off doing his own thing. This is something he's just not concerned about. So we put him on the side. Um, so you have that, and then you have Diane, right, who is trying to work with her mother in order to prove herself. Monet doesn't trust anyone, and she also has her own secrets because I'm still concerned about the whole situation with the phone in, what, the second episode when she was bugging out with the father's situation? So I don't trust her. I trust no one. And this is what makes for good TV, because anything could go down, and everything could go down all at once, and anybody could be some type of weird flippity-floppity where we're setting other people up. So, I don't know where it goes from here. I do feel that the brother, Kane, is jealous, and maybe will try to retaliate somehow in some way against um, Tariq. But they do have that weird... Not going to say comfortability, but they, they're getting along so far. But I don't see this being something that's going to last for long. He looks grimy like he's going to plot and plan something on the side. And not even tell his mother about it as well. And so, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. But it, it sounds exciting if they don't botch this. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I, I give him... I, give, I, I know we we've critiqued you know some of the, the points in the writing a lot in the previous episodes um but you know they've done a good job setting this moment up um and i think some of the things that have happened before kind of play up this so like you know when we question monet being so controlling and everything so it seems to me like you know she wants she wants that successor like rich said she wants that person that she can rely mm-hmm. on to to run things and she doesn't have to kind of micromanage and you know fix things and she sees that now in Tariq and Tariq has been proving this to her because he knows that you know he figured out that she has these you know insecurities about her children and stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know and they have been kind of playing this up this you know this whole time so so this was this was pretty good like this is pretty well executed um, and it kind of does raise the stakes a little now because what's going to happen now is like now that Tariq has earned Monet's trust, 
that is the most vulnerable point for her to be at because now Tariq can go one step further than that. You know, he mm-hmm. can, you know, we're, we're talking about a game of chess, like, you know, Rich talked about. You know, now he can, you know, he 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 can make all the moves now, like, um, and win the game because he could kind of fully take over the situation if, you know, if she lets up her guard. Um, right. So, so yeah, uh, even though it seems like now they're you know they're trusting each other and they're they're cool with each other now, now it feels like the real kind of game begins, like to see who's gonna really have control over the situation. And don't forget, there's also you know the uh, the Mister Tahada in the background. So how is that gonna affect things? And and you know they they still. They still have a watchful eye over Tasha, so you know all of these elements can kind of play into each other a little. So it's going to get very, very interesting now. Um, I will, I will say that. Go ahead. The only only thing I question is: remember when they threatened to kill Tariq, and we didn't exactly know who was doing the threatening. And remember, was that mysterious guy who was in the prison? Yeah. Mickey or pretending to be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know where does that come into play? Is that a serious threat? Um, is Tariq always being watched? So that yeah. I also I, want to know. We we I need mean, to uh, go no go ahead, Rich. I, I just was gonna say. I mean, I I what, what I what I'm personally getting out of those interactions is that Lorenzo. Tahada wants uh, Tasha to think that uh, Tariq is in trouble. And he w- w- wants her wants her to think that yes, well, he needs to do everything. If he doesn't do everything that we say, then he's that he's dead. Um, but that's only I-, I think it's just a scare tactic because they don't really because because really Tariq is is running things right now for the moment until until there's an issue with his operation. But he's obviously uh, doing very well. As far as working with them, so I just think because Tasha's on the inside and doesn't know what's really going on on the outside, they're playing around with her to tell her, "Yes, he's in trouble, and he needs to do everything that we say." All this other stuff, but is that effective tactic in order to move the story forward? Do you feel? Well, I mean, they did acknowledge that Tariq was has been doing well, but you know, he he bought it. You know, they had that that whole message that they sent where he, he's doing well. He bought himself a, another day. Uh, yeah, but I, I just think they're doing that because they, they're trying to man- manipulate the situation because, again, we know that they like to control people. They don't know who Tasha is. They know that he's, he's the, that she's the Tariq's mother. So obviously they, they're going to just play it out at now as to say, well, Tariq is in trouble. He's working with us now, but if he screws up, then, you know, he's a dead man. I just think they're just for right now. They just want to get her scared, but you know we'll see because Tariq hasn't had any issues with his operation as of this episode. But of course, that's probably going to change when it comes back, since uh, Braden's brother's stealing product now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, he looks like he's going to just get high on all. I can't tell if he's going to try to sell or just get high on everything. <laughs> all over the place and just arrogant. Yeah. 
that's true. Yeah, that like depending what the brother does with those drugs, that can open up a completely new can of worms in itself. Because because he could he could resell those drugs to someone else, and then that somebody oh, yeah. else that becomes somebody else in the chain, um, and then they're gonna they're gonna keep wanting those drugs, and then you know it might escalate. So um, so yeah, that we'll have to wait and see for that. Um, what I was gonna say is. Um, we we need to you know i guess maybe in the next episode or whatever like we need to see what mr tahada thinks of you know this um the fact that now monet has kind of accepted Tariq and trust him and everything and has let him in we need to know what his take is on that because he might not see things the same way um that you know that monet does and that might cause problems because you know he he's the one who can pull the strings when it comes to his mother so so you know um that's going to be interesting and then another thing i'm going to bring up too is um you know is, is this the last we're going to see of that police officer that monet was sleeping with do you think oh no uh-uh <laughs> no 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 he'll, he'll 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 be back around again because again they need him to keep them protected and out of trouble so when something happens to him, because something is eventually going to happen to to, to him, mm. then that whole family is going to become vulnerable. Uh, but yeah, it's not the last time that we've that we've seen him for sure. Mm. I, I wonder if there's going to be any direct interaction now between him and Tariq now, because uh, Tariq we we can assume that Tariq might start to show his face more, you know, at the home and everything. So yeah, you know, I want to see how. Uh, how that might play out if they cross paths, um, but yeah. Um, a- any more thoughts on on this before we uh, wrap it up? Because I guess it is about that time. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dana. Sorry, I had a sneezing fest. Um, Bless you. Thank you. Um, overall, for a finale. I kind of felt I wanted a little bit more, just because for mid-season finale. Or, I'm sorry, I keep seeing season finale, mid-season finale. I wanted a little bit more. I do feel like we was cheated. You know, some episodes it felt like it went by way too quick. Maybe that's just time now. Everything's just you know really fast. But for a Tariq show, I think they did really well. And I look forward to what is going to happen with all of these characters, aside from the the female teacher, because I don't like her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they did well, and there's a lot of questions they raised, and they didn't really answer anything, but there's a lot of questions they raised. Yeah. And what about you, Rich? What's your thoughts on this uh, mid-season shift? Uh, so two quick comments. First and foremost, I know we didn't really bring this up in the review, but uh, I see that uh, Drew Drew did have some issues in this episode. As you know, we, we learned that uh, the young gentleman who he has been trying to get with, he does not want anyone to know about what, you know, about his, you know, his his orientation type stuff. And you see that Drew is still constantly trying to pursue this guy. So that is going to definitely not lead to a good ending for that relationship. But I will not be surprised if somebody uh, does eventually get killed behind that. 
Uh, so I wanted to make a comment on that. And lastly, I will say this. This is going to be considered a very controversial statement, but I don't really care. This is just my personal opinion. Uh, the mid-season finale of this show, in my personal opinion, this is the best episode that I've seen so far all season of this show. Because of all of the moving pieces, all of the revelations about now you have Davis McLean teaming up with Sachs. It's a lot of interesting things happening with the story. And as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, the fact that they are writing this show for people who dislike Tariq and people who like Tariq is brilliant. Because now I feel like the people who would say, oh, I don't want to watch this show they want they, they they may watch the show now because they believe that something's going to happen to Tariq, and then the people who are watching the show they want to see well how is Tariq going to be able to get out of this situation. So again, the writing team did an excellent job, uh, and I am very curious to see what happens when the show returns in December. So I got to give them props. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and um, yeah, I mean. Did you have anything to say, Dana, about the uh, Drew's relationship with that guy? Because uh, you know now that Rich brought it up, because we didn't touch on it before. In general, I was just so sad because I just want characters who are gay just to be regular, happy gay. You don't have to hide who you are, and I understand that that's not the world. But it would just be nice to have you know. You're gay and you're happy, and you have your relationship, and you live your life, and it is what it is. But that, you know, like I said, that's not everyone's um, life path. So overall, I just kind of felt really sad about the whole situation and how he was kind of brushing off the guy and, and completely like not ashamed and disowning him when the sister was around, which just you know made me so sad. But hopefully, he will find his comfortability. And also another thing that was kind of weird. Remember when Monet found the drawing? Yeah. Yep. And she was like, who is that? <laughs> that goes right again with that controlling mess that I still wonder what the heck is going on. That's Wait, my biggest like, question. One sec. Like, how did she expect Tariq to know who that was? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a chest and a shoulder. Who is that? <laughs> is he a part of the business? Does he know everything? I'm like, wow get this from a drawing so, I need to know yeah. why she's so paranoid and I need for him just to be happy I'm confused but overall it was a good season uh, and I liked it yeah do we do we have a name for that guy like the uh, the gay guy does he have a name the, 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 yeah I, I, I forgot the uh I forgot the character's name. So okay, well, I do want to say that you know I don't know why he's so worried about uh, everyone knowing that he's gay because I mean clearly everyone in the art class knows already because he, like when he saw Drew, <laughs> his, his eyes were so big I thought they were gonna pop like yeah you know that 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 that's you, that, that's a very good point I didn't get that either because it's like now you're, you're gonna be hesitant but it's ve- it was very clear when he first saw him there was interest. I just I find it very weird now. All of a sudden, like, oh no, I, 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 we, I, we, we can't, we can't, we can't do this in public. Even though we were both giving each other googly eyes <laughs> at the class. It's yeah. with Monet and that paranoia, and always keeping him under her thumb, 
something is not right there because I think if Monet wasn't a factor, he would be happy and googly eyeing in public and in private and in showers and in drawings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he does say that like his whole family knows already, so it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. You know, he did mention that. So you got answers about that. So yeah, this it's still I don't know. Teenagers are emotional and weird. I don't know. Yeah, but um, uh, there was something else I was going to say, but but okay, yeah. So I mean, you know, I I kind of agree with what Rich was saying. Um, I think this is a great you know wrap up of uh you know the first half of this season. And everything it's, it's a shame we're only seeing five episodes But for five episodes I, I think they did a good job um, Of giving us this Tariq show um, They made it good Because of course Everyone had their reservations about this show When we learned that Tariq was going to have His own kind of show Because he was the most hated character But they kind of you know They've turned it around um, And they've made it an interesting show And I kind of just look at it as you know some some pretty good quality, you know, um, African American TV viewing, um, and I mean it's not just African American though. There, there is a pretty diverse cast. There's different characters and stuff, but um, you just gotta appreciate that you know this is a, a production from our people, and we we need to see more of this, you know. Um, so I, I appreciate the show for that, you know. Um, and I, I don't want to sound too much like Jabari, but yeah, you know, this this is very inspiring for for people like us. So, so I, I I'm a fan of the show officially, and I can't wait till December when it comes back, and you know, we will return to review the show again and everything. Um, mm-hmm. so so are we pretty much all in agreement that you know they did a great job with this so far, Dana. muted again absolutely okay you know and here's the thing that really makes it great nobody wanted to see this show when Mm -hmm. they announced it literally nobody cared Richard was somewhere grumbling you said (laughs) no I refuse I can't do it you set your your TV on fire so the fact that we can all come into agreement and be like hey that wasn't bad that exceeded our expectations because we had no expectations yeah. Good job. Uh, I mean, you know, I I can accept it because I know that ghost is still alive. So you know, if he was really dead, <laughs> <you know. laughs> but oh, if, if he was really dead, then I'd be upset still. But he's he's still out there, so you know, I'm happy. Uh, but yeah, they they did a great job. Shouts to Courtney Kemp, Fifty Cent, um, you know, Method Man, uh, Mary J. Blige, and you know everyone, the the whole writing team. This is it's been a pleasure to actually, you know, just talk about this show um every week and I can't wait for it to return as well. So yeah. Um I definitely want, you know, all the listeners to let us know what you think, whether it's on YouTube or at the coalition.com on the website, or you know, just, just let us know what you think and what you think of the season so far and you know, um let us know your predictions for, you know, the next episode. Um, and I, I suppose I should ask you guys this too, real quick. Um, we won't we won't spend too long on it, but of course we didn't get any kind of um, preview for the next episode because it it, it is a break. But um, do you guys have any particular predictions? You know, just some 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 quick predictions of what you think we're gonna see when the show returns. 
What was that? Rowdy dies. Okay. Who else? Who else is gonna die? Everyone. Everyone. Three just stands and like, look, I got the power now. <laughs> so like Th Thanos, he's gonna be like Thanos. He's gonna be Thanos. They just snap their fingers. <laughs> it's just, it's balanced. Everything's balanced. Okay. Uh, Rich, any any uh quick predictions or what we might see? Um, yeah, I mean, I, well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing when Tariq finds out all these people who he now has to be concerned about, uh, trying to, trying to do him dirty, you know, from Jabari all the way down to Davis McLean. So I, I'm just anticipating those moments of how he's going to find out this information. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. Uh, I can't really predict anything else because I, I, yeah, I, I just want to sit back and see what they what they do because they're they're in a very good place now, and I hope that they maintain that quality for the next five episodes. <laughs> and give me more of the super friends, the lawyer super friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I love seeing um, corruption in America. That's like you know my favorite thing to read and and watch. So yeah, show me more of that. Like, I love that that legal stuff. And Dana hates that I love it too, but I hate know. that you love it. Oh <laughs> yeah, when we was down here, show me all the bad parts of the city. I, hate it. <laughs> uh, I, I love you know. I have a dark mind. What can I say? But um, <laughs> but yeah. So I want to give a shout out to some of our supporters who have you know reached out and contacted us over the weeks and who have you know given us feedback and. Um, you know, commented on the shows and told us what they think and everything. Like, because you guys make it worth doing this too. So, you know, I just want to give a shout out to a few people. So, uh, first of all, Rainy J. Um, and then, of course, Robert Silva, who we've heard a lot from, um, you know, with the voice clips and everything. Um, and uh, also, I got, I got an email from someone called Jabari as well. I, I don't think it was the real Jabari. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he, you know, they reached out and um, shared a few comments about about the show, uh, about how they think that you know this is pretty much just like power being retold, like the original and stuff. So shouts to him, um, shouts to Mellow Fellow, who also um, he he actually sent an email. Uh, I don't know if it's a he or she, but they sent an email through our website. So shouts to you. Um, shouts to Motown Investor, who also, you know, leaves a lot of comments and stuff. And also shouts to um, Terence Stampley. So, yeah, thanks you guys for actually taking the time to, you know, leave comments and send us emails and things like that. Because um, that tells us that people are actually interested in the show and everything and enjoy hearing our takes, even though they might be a little out there at times. But, you know, we, we just love storytelling and, you know, it, we're passionate about this. So, you know, we love getting on and talking about this and, and, uh, and we love power. So, you know, and, uh, yeah, we, we love that you guys share that passion too. Um, and, you know, we, we, we've noticed recently as well, we have a lot of listeners on Spotify. So, you know, if you, if you are subscribed to the show on Spotify and you listen frequently, definitely hit us up you know and let us know because that helps us improve and get better and we we start to understand what people 
respond to what people like and everything so definitely uh you know engage and uh get your voices heard um and we want to hear more takes from everybody else about power so yeah i'll just say that um so any final thoughts or shout outs from you guys before we get out here uh go ahead dana thank you once again for everyone who's been listening this has been really fun this exceeded everyone's expectations which of course makes for a better show so thank you for that also to the writers and the people of the, the power and the ghosting uh so yeah i look forward to when it comes back so we can find out the rest that's going on yeah big shouts to stars um you know when this pandemic goes away you guys better like send us tickets to like the premiere or something like let us let us be on the red carpet (laughs) for real but yeah um rich any final thoughts or shouts yeah no i just want to thank everybody who continues to listen to the show you know i know a lot of people will will question about the length of the shows etc but i mean when we as gary said we are passionate about the show so we do spend time talking about this stuff because we are passionate about it and hopefully there are you know everyone does appreciate the time we are spending talking about these shows but yes if you would like to continue to see us cover other shows in the future feel free to let us know we'll try and make time to cover other shows but in the meantime definitely looking forward to seeing us talk about power more in december uh we are we still have the walking dead show which we spoke about earlier and there may be some other shows we'll be covering in the future as well, such as Snowfall, etc. So just uh, thank you all for your continued support. Hope that you enjoy listening and feel free to leave your comments as you have been doing on every episode. Cool. And yeah, we will be back once again in December. Um, but in the meantime, if you guys like The Walking Dead or WWE or AEW or, you know, <laughs> playstation or the xbox or uh the boys you know we will have more content um coming out over the next few months on a lot of different things you know um so keep checking and see if there's something you like if you just like power um there will be a link to our playlist like our power playlist on youtube and you can just kind of subscribe or follow that playlist and and you know you can check that to just get power the power cast uh, but do take the time to check out our channel because we have a lot of different content about stuff that you might enjoy as well. So, yeah. Um, but until December, I just want to say thank you, everyone, and you know, have a great 2020. I mean, it's been a bad year for a lot of us, but I hope you enjoy, you know, these last uh, three or four months that we have. So, take care of yourselves, everyone. Um, stay healthy. And yeah, drink water. Mm-hmm. Peace out.